0: This is episode 611 of the AWS podcast, released on August 10th, 2023.
1: This is the AWS podcast. I'm your host for today, Jillian Ford, and we've got a three-part series for the AWS podcast. It's going to be a little bit different than some of the other episodes. This one's going to be about API modernization and specifically with AWS AppSync. So Today's episode is going to be on API security for enterprises, the next one will be on API collaboration, and then the third episode is going to be on improving the developer experience with APIs. So stick around for all three of those episodes and let us get into today's topic about API security. So I've got an amazing guest today, Oziorma, who's going to be talking to us about API security. So Oziorma, tell everyone, what is it that you do at AWS?
0: Thanks for having me. My name is Ozioma Uzegu, and I'm a senior solution architect at AWS, and I'm based out in the UK. I work with financial services customers, helping them to build and modernize on AWS. But I also have another role in AWS. We are part of a specialist team at AWS called the Builder Experience Specialists, where I specialize in services like AppSync, which we'll be discussing today. So in this role, I work with customers of all sizes adopting AWS AppSync, helping them to understand the best practices and how to leverage AWS AppSync to deliver their business objectives. So one of the cool things about being a solution architect is that We work with customers in the field, so we get a view of all the challenges and pain points customers face, and we feed that back um, to the service team. So I work closely with the AppSync service team, sharing feedback from the field, but also helping any way I can in terms of launching new features on AppSync that will help solve
1: some of the challenges our customers are facing. I like that overview that you just gave of a solutions architect. I think I'm going to steal it next time I tell people what it is that I do at work. And for those who aren't familiar with what AppSync is, how would you describe it? AWS
0: AppSync is a managed service that enables developers to connect their application and services to data and events, which is secure, serverless, and high-performing GraphQL and pop-sub-APIs. And with AppSync, you can do a number of things. For example, you can assess data from one or more data sources from a single GraphQL API endpoint. So AppSync also allows you to combine multiple source GraphQL APIs into a single, merged GraphQL API. And for developers that want to build real-time experiences, You can also publish real-time data updates to your application using GraphQL subscriptions. And then you can leverage the built-in security monitoring and logging and tracing, and this really from an observability perspective. And also with optionally caching um, your APIs for low latency access to queries or frequently used queries as well. AppSync being serverless means that you only pay for API requests, any real-time messages that is delivered. So it's also cost-effective for customers that want to run a GraphQL API on AWS.
1: I really like your explanation. I think what you're getting at is the complexity now that APIs are having to really be able to demand for applications of all different types of use cases. But I want to take a step back because even though GraphQL has been out for almost 10 years. It's kind of crazy to say that. There's still a lot of people who are new to the paradigm of GraphQL versus REST API. So can you walk people through what's the difference between the two? Yeah, this is definitely a question we get a lot from our customers. But before I dive
0: into the differences, I must say that REST API have been around since the 2000s and it provided an accepted set of guidelines to create reliable stateless web API and REST is still widely used today in the industry. So we we usually recommend customers to review their use case and use the right tool for the job. But to, to help customers make that decision, I think I will call out some of the value proposition of GraphQL and where it can be a very good fit. So GraphQL is a query language for APIs and also a runtime for fulfilling the query. The key value proposition of GraphQL is that it really allows API consumers to request for the data they need, and the GraphQL server will return only the requested data, nothing more and nothing less. Say for example, you are building an application where you have a mobile and a web version. The front end that renders the web or the mobile could be different. So for example, on the mobile app, you can return only a subset of the data to accommodate the small size of the screen. So with GraphQL, you can build a single API endpoint that can be used for both web and mobile apps with each interface only querying for the data they need to drive the UI. So this is different from REST API, where you potentially have to make multiple API calls to return all the data you need to render the UI. This this would be multiple round trips which potentially introduce latency as well. And on the other hand, if you want to build your REST API to return only the data required for your front end, this will lead to tight coupling between the front end and the back end, which impacts things like agility and usability of the API. Another thing I also want to call out is that as we see customers continue to adopt cloud services with data hosted in different data sources, GraphQL API can help to combine data from multiple sources and return a response to the users. So customers do not need to maybe build multiple APIs for each data source or build ETL pipelines to move data to a single data source. You can have a single API endpoint that queries multiple data sources returning only the data requested by the client. And finally, GraphQL helps developers to really integrate real-time pop-up capabilities. And I've already mentioned this as well. So for example, if you want to build experiences to notify clients of changes to data, for example, you're building a chat application or a logistics application that require real time updates, GraphQL subscriptions can really help you achieve this as well.
1: I love that explanation. And this episode specifically is around security of APIs. So let's get into that a little bit more. What are you seeing really are some of the challenges that customers are experiencing right now when they're trying to think about how to solve for API security?
0: Yeah, security is always an important topic. And um, when I speak to customers, there's really four common challenges that customers are really looking to solve. I think the first one is around customers want to implement a seamless authorization layer that will enforce what we call the principle of least privileged access. What that means is that you need to ensure that the consumers of the APIs are set up in such a way that they have permission to access only the data they are permitted to access. They also want to be able to reuse their existing identity provider. So a lot of companies today already have um, IDPs, um, and they want to implement custom authorization that is required to implement things like fine grain access control to make sure that folks can only access the data they, they are permitted to. One of the other things that customers are looking to do is also being able to protect their API endpoints. Things like ensuring that requests are encrypted while in transit with things like HTTPS, and being able to prevent things like API throttling or common vulnerability attacks we see um, on APIs. For enterprise customers, they want to restrict access to their API from the public Internet. And this is to really meet potentially stringent security and compliance requirements they have within their business. And finally, what I also hear from customers is that they really want to be able to have all the info they need to quickly identify any security vulnerabilities or to even debug a security incident and make sure that they can restore the API as quickly as possible. So these are kind of the common challenges I hear from my customers in the field.
1: I hear those too. And I work with early stage startups. So I know the people who are listening right now, they're probably nodding their head. You said something there that like resonates with them. And the people who maybe are either new to AWS Maybe they're just new to development or maybe they're starting a business right now. They're probably going to hit one of these four challenges. And so they're probably wondering right now, okay, what is it that I do? And so maybe specifically, if you can talk about how AppSync really can help with security uh, from that perspective, I think that's going to help them come up with a more actionable plan.
0: Yeah. So security is job zero on AWS, and with AppSync, there are various layers of security built into the service to help customers to meet their security and compliance requirements. Let's start with the first one, encryption. GraphQL requests to AppSync endpoints are encrypted in transit using TLS. So we provide the HTTPS endpoints for your queries and mutation, and also for your subscription as well. And then... Another challenge, like I talked about, customers have is how how do they protect the perimeter? And AppSync is one of the services on AWS that integrates with AWS Web Application Firewall, otherwise known as WAF. So you can integrate AWS WAF with AppSync to provide that perimeter protection for your API, and it can do things like blocking unwanted requests even before it gets to your AppSync endpoints. So with WAF, you can do things like, for texting your API from common web exploits, so SQL injection or cross site scripting attacks. And specifically for AppSync, you can set up rules to do things like denying introspection queries on your GraphQL API endpoint. You can do things like rate limiting based on API key or IP address or any header you have within your GraphQL requests. What I've also seen is customers also like using this for implementing things like geo and IP filtering as well. And then moving down from the perimeter, you then move on to kind of the next layer, which you, you can call the authorization layer. And within AppSync, we offer five different authorization modes. So the first is you could use what we call API keys. We usually recommend customers to use this for for development and test purposes um, but not in production but we also support other authorization modes like amazon cognito which is a customer identity and access management service we have within the aws and then you've got lambda authorizers so this is more suited for customers that maybe have a custom authorization mechanism you could use lambda authorizer for those use cases Customers that already have their users in Okta or or Auth0, for example, can integrate that to AppSync as well, because we, we integrate with OpenID Connect platforms. And finally, Identity and Access Management, which is one of the services we have, the identity service we have on AWS. So AppSync also integrates with IAM. So if you have resources within the AWS and you want those resources to invoke your AppSync endpoint, you can configure IAM credentials on those services which they could use to invoke your API endpoint. And then I'll move on to the next layer, which is around access control. So within the GraphQL resolvers, you can implement things like fine-grained access control where you can retrieve the permissions of a particular user making the request and ensure that only the data they have access to can be returned or allowed to execute only the operations that they are permitted to within AppSync. AppSync provides what we call pipeline resolvers and you could use pipeline resolvers to implement the logic to really kind of identify the permission of the user or the, the source of the requests, making the API call, and then filter out data that are not permitted for that user to assess, for example. And then the next layer is what I call being able to understand what's going on within your API. And for this, we do a number of things. You can integrate AppSync with things like X-Ray, which is a tracing service, also logs as well. So AppSync provides detailed login for a request level login and field level login, where you can give you visibility of the GraphQL request and the response and response payload, including things like individual fields within your GraphQL and how they were resolved and the latency um, as well. We also, AppSync also integrates to Cloud Trail, which is a service that helps you to keep an audit of API operations on your GraphQL API. Things like someone creating an API key, for example. So you can use that from an admin perspective to kind of keep an update of how your AppSync um, API is being administered. So finally, private API, which is something we launch, this really enables your clients in a private network to be able to invoke your AppSync API without having to go over the public internet. Our So there's quite a bit that you can go through to help you go through the various layers as you are protecting your API. And AppSync provides
1: different functionalities to help you to achieve that. I'm so glad that you just gave a really detailed explanation of all the different ways that AppSync Health was security, because at least I'm seeing it doesn't matter if you are a B2B or B2C business, these complex requirements to really have a secure security posture, and especially at the API level, I keep seeing them come up. I know that's a lot of the things that you just said really resonate with people. And then the last thing you just said is about private APIs with AppSync. So tell everyone, what is that all about?
0: This is our number one requested product feature on AWS AppSync, and especially from our enterprise customers. So let me take a step back. So prior to this release, When you create a GraphQL API on AppSync, a public endpoint is generated, which can be used to send queries, mutation, or subscription requests to your API. But what this means is that clients within a private network, say for example, Amazon Virtual Private Cloud, which we call VPC, or on-premises network, will need a sort of a network route through the internet to reach the public endpoint. So this can be really a challenge for some customers that need to either change their security policy or firewall rules to be able to send requests to the AppSync um, endpoint. So what we've done with private APIs is that your request to your API will go through the AWS private network without going over the public internet. So customers can simply set their APIs as private when you are creating your API. If you look at the console, we've upgraded that experience of creating your API as well. Just to check off a button, you can make your API private. Once you do that, you can attach an interface VPC endpoint in each of the VPCs where you want in the same accounts where you want to invoke the API from. This will use what we call AWS Private Link to route your traffic using the AWS network to your AppSync endpoint without going over... The public internet.
1: This is really exciting. I think a lot of people right now, their heads are spinning. They want to be able to get started. They know that they've got to be able to have better security with their APIs. So Oziorma, where should people go if they want to really learn more about AppSync, this new launch announcement um, with private APIs? I would say we released the launch blog um, on the
0: AWS mobile blog channel where we talked about what this new feature is all about and provided a step-by-step guide showing you how you can go on the AWS console and begin to create your private API, integrate that into a VPC and start invoking your API. So check that out. And um, we also have our product pages and documentations as well, which reflects a lower level detail on how you can get started with setting up your private API. And again, if you want to learn more, feel free to reach out to your AWS account teams and we'll be happy to jump on the call to have a more detailed chat about your use case and see how we can support.
1: Oziuma, thank you so much for spending time with us today on the AWS podcast. Thank you for having me.